Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Katie App, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, November 30th, and today we're reading from the big book in chapter two, there is a solution, page 20, the first two paragraphs. Um, today's readers are for the 12 steps, and thank you for your service, everyone, for Team Monday in November. Mary G for the 12 steps, Ilana P for the 12 traditions and reading the text are Barbara P and Penny C and Carmela G is our backup. The reference number for Sunday, November 29th, 2020, special edition is 15,876. That's 15876. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery. I'm sorry, through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Mary G to please read the 12 steps. Good morning, this is Mary G, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Minnesota. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and lives and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Having had a 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me be of service. I pass. Thank you, Mary. And I will now ask Ilana P. to read the 12 traditions. Morning, it's Ilana P. from Pittsburgh, Recovered Compulsive Overeater here, the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. 
One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to do service. Thank you, Ilana. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today, we resume our study of the big book. We're on page 20 in the chapter, There is a Solution, the first paragraph, paragraph, you may already, and then we're reading through two paragraphs. And I will ask Barbara P. to begin reading. Good morning, everybody. Barbara P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from the Atlanta area. Uh, you may already have asked yourself, why is it that all of us become so very ill from drinking? Doubtless, you are curious to discover how and why, in the face of expert opinion to the contrary, we have recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body. If you are an alcoholic who wants to get over it, you may already be asking, what do I have to do? It's the purpose of this book to answer such questions specifically. We shall tell you what we have done. Before going into a detailed discussion, it may be well to summarize some points as we see them. You know, 
it is um, astounding to me how personal this paragraph feels to me. Um, because this is, first of all, doubtless, I'm curious to discover how and why we've recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body. So first I did figure out I was hopeless and nothing worked. Everything I tried to work. But then they tell me, if you are an alcoholic who wants to get over it, and they're not saying if you want to learn to manage or control it, Barbara, they're saying if you're an addict who wants to get over it, you may already be asking, what do I have to do? Bill has Bill and the folks who wrote this in a group conscience really have set this up to, if I've decided I am hopeless, that nothing's going to work, no diet really, it works for a while, it's not going to work. It doesn't fix the mind, my mind, that keeps going back to this drive for eating and this belief that I can do it and somehow manage it. So I have no defense. And if I'm in that state of mind, I am pretty well hopeless. And a doctor told me at 18, just you're just going to be fat. Your family is fat. You're just going to be fat. Give it up. Don't even try. Literally, a doctor told me that at 18. So I was already pronounced hopeless by the medical field. Um, anyway, I, but I did have that. I wanted to get over it. I wanted to give up managing it and negotiating it. I was tired of, I was exhausted of trying to do that. And then they just simply tell me that's the purpose of this book to answer such questions specifically, not to give me a general outline, but to very specifically tell me and they say it, we shall tell you what we have done. And then they literally do. So I do believe the instructions are here. When I followed them after decades in this program, something different happened. And all I know is I didn't wake up thinking about food this morning or what I'm going to eat. I don't, it doesn't matter. Um, Thanksgiving was just a Thursday and a really beautiful one with, with the people I love. So uh, anyway, I'm just a very grateful compulsive overeater and grateful to have a solution today. And they're going to tell me exactly. So this makes me just go, okay, show me. I want it. All right. Thanks. With that, I pass. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you, Barbara, for getting us started. Okay. So we're on page 20, the first two paragraphs. And if you, uh, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. So if you shared last Thursday or Friday, please wait until tomorrow. And uh, who would like to share? Karen K. Nosa J. Karen K. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just having a hard time writing these down. Nosa J. Um, Irene B is Johan. Nancy thank P. you. Eileen D. Eileen J. Did you get Nancy P? Yes, Nancy P. Thank Terry you. Terry K. Terry K. Okay. Me. Um, I'm sorry. Who was that? Me. L E E. L E E. Okay. There was someone between Nancy P. and Terry K. Um, I'm sorry. I, I, my, I don't know what's wrong with my brain this morning. Okay. Karen K., Johan M., Nosa J. Um, 
Irene, Eileen B, I think it was, Nancy P. There was someone else. Um, I, I said Anita J, if you heard it. Oh, Anita. Yeah, that's who it was, Anita. I'm sorry. Okay. I knew someone I, I knew, I and I don't know. Okay, so did Terry K speak up, or is it just Karen K who I got first? What what paragraph and page are we on? Karen K. Okay, just Karen K. And then Lee. Okay, thank you. And we're on page 20. Hello? Katie, yeah, please star one. Katie, we lost you. Moderator, you are muted. Katie, star one, please. Okay, well, I don't know how that could have happened. So let's try that again. So the list I have is Karen K, Johan M, Nosa J, Eileen B, Nancy P, Anita J, and Lee. Go ahead, please, Karen K. Thank what you. paragraph and page are we on? We're on page Good morning, 20. everybody. My name paragraph. is Hello. Yes, go ahead, Karen. Sorry for the Thank internet. Thank you. That's all right. That's all right. We're all human here. Hi, my name yes. is Karen Kay, recovered compulsive eater uh, from Syracuse, New York, and my credit stone transfer. You know, this is um, the idea way. You know, we got a, a list of instructions within the text, and um and also says, you know, we're brought up in this program, and I literally was brought up in this program, you know, how to do 10 steps, you know, call. Yesterday, this whole weekend, it was like the part in the big book further on and how it works. We asked this care with complete abandon. I tried desperately this weekend to make outreach calls, and only one person picked up, and that broke my heart. So what I did is I called my sponsor. I tried not to call. Okay, Karen, we can't hear you. So God does. Uh, basically, I'm forcing myself to walk this morning, and I know that's only done through God's grace. And um, today is not my best suit. I am uh, very despondent today. I'm sorry I'm your first lucky share today. But I know if I don't share it, I wear it. And I don't want to wear it today. And I hopefully this will let go as the day goes by. Um, there's, hope in this, there's hope in these two uh, paragraphs. And uh, in my faith, this is a week of hope. And I'm hanging by a thread. With that, I'll pass. Well, thank you, Karen. I'm glad you're here. Johan M., it's your turn, followed by Nosa J. Hi, my name is Johan M., and like Nancy, and uh, I'm a recovered uh, compulsive overeater and calling in from Sweden. A very cold Sweden today, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, thank you so much for service and for the share so far. And um, this paragraph was just an amazing paragraph. And uh, I came into OA in the beginning of 2019. And I was uh, very curious to discover how and why. Um, I really wanted out of this. Uh, but I was, not, uh, I was not at the point 
where I wanted to lay everything down. So um, so I came to OA and that didn't get me abstinent, just coming to OA. I got a sponsor, but I didn't really commit to, to the steps and I didn't really commit to, uh, to a food plan. Uh, I made my own food plan, so I wasn't really putting the food down, which uh, made me go out binging after a few months. Uh, then when I came back, uh, I, I, I asked the question, what do I have to do? And uh, then I was at the right, uh, at the right point. I, I really put the food down. I really put the food down. I committed to the program. I committed to OA. I committed to doing everything that my sponsor told me. And I committed to working the steps really fast. And um, when I put, put all the food down, I really got to... Uh, We cannot hear you, Johan. Johan, star one. Sorry, I disappeared. Uh, can you hear me now? Okay, there. Yes, we can. Okay, thank you. Um, so, um, yeah, I was white knuckling it. I was, uh, I was uh, holding on to my abstinence one day at a time. Um, and I thought that this is how it's going to be, and, and this is how, how it's going to be. I, I didn't understand that I, I can't really recover. But by working through the steps, I did recover. And one day I woke up and the mental twist had left me, the mental obsession had left me. And uh, yeah, it was a complete miracle. And since then, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving abstinent one day at a time instead. And that is the huge difference for me uh, with this program and what the, what the steps uh, lined out in the big book does. Uh, instead of holding me, holding on to my abstinence, which I have tried all my life through all the diets that have all of them failed, uh, I am living abstinence today, one day at a time. Uh, the struggle is over. But I'm, I'm, so I'm recovered today, recovered, not cured. I need to stay in the program. I need to work step 10, 11, and 12 Time, every please. day to the best of my ability in order to, 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 keep, to keep my recovery. But I'm so grateful for this program. I'm so grateful for this meeting at Avision, for a good sponsorship within OA, for the steps in the big book, and yeah, for everything, for life. And without our pause, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay, Nosa J, you're up, followed by Eileen B. Good morning, everyone. It's Nosa J from Houston, Texas, a recovered compulsive overeater. And just reading that really made me think about, um, you know, it says that um, we, let's see, um, we have recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body. And then what do I, ha- what do I have to do? Um, that just makes me think of, um, like when I first came in and, you know, I just, I don't think that I knew that it was a hopeless state of mind and body. Like I was compulsively overeating and like all my thoughts all day were, what am I going to eat? How much am I going to eat? Where can I get some food? And then like, if I was on the diet plan, then it's like, okay, I can't eat bad today or, 
um, I can only eat this today and, and I'm not going to do bad today. And, you know, I mean, constantly my brain was spinning about the food. And when I, when I finally got recovered, um, I was, I just, you know, all I did was take it one day at a time. I prayed a lot and I took direction from my sponsor and I didn't look backwards. I didn't look forward because I don't know what the future holds for me. You know, I just know today I'm going to not compulsively overeat. And um, and I don't think it was easy. Um, I white-knuckled it for, for a while, and it, it pissed me off, you know. And um, But then when, when my sponsor told me I was recovered, nothing magical happened. I was just... I couldn't believe it was that easy. Like, this is hard, but it's easy. Like, we have these tools. You know, we have the big book. We have our sponsors. We have other people. And, you know, we just have to hold on until we get through these steps. And once we get through these steps and we have that spiritual awakening, my life, my life has changed because of it. You know, I don't think about food all day. I don't think about, oh, well, I can't have this, I can't have that, um, um, I'm not going over here because they're going to be eating this, or I don't think like that anymore. It's like, you know, the only problem I have is for Thanksgiving, um, I, I took my own food, and um, my my the lady that I went, it's my cousin's sister-in-law, she goes, I'm so sorry I didn't have the kind of food that you could eat. And I said, don't worry about it. Like, it was perfect. Like, even if you would have made seven uh, vegetable dishes, I would have only ate what I ate because I don't eat. I don't pile my plate anymore. And it's okay with me. Um, you know, Time, so please, no Thank you. I'm just so, so grateful that um, there's this program for us because I tell you, it does work. And um, thank you all so much. Thank you for your service. You guys have a wonderful day. Thank you, Nosa. Okay, Eileen B., you're up, followed by Nancy P. Good morning, Katie. Thanks for your service. This is Eileen D. from Maryland. Um, these two paragraphs are, to me, amazing in their gentleness. I love the part where it says, you may already have asked yourself why. And doubtless you are curious. <laughs> What a gentle way of drawing me in. Um, I wasn't curious. I was desperate. Um, And yet when I read this, I understand at this point the grace that was given uh, the individuals who wrote this. Uh, Because the big question for me is after I went to my first meeting was the question um, at the very end of the paragraph, um, what do I have to do? And and that was it. Tell me what to do and, and let's get on with it. But it wasn't a, what have, do I have to do and let's get on with it. It was what do I have to do to have a full life, to have a complete life, to be, you know, abstinent, you know, sober for these guys and, and women. But for me, it was I wanted the questions answered specifically. And, and then they said, we shall tell you what we have done. And that to me was the gateway. It was the clincher. Um, and has been for the rest of my time here um, in, in program, because without the stories, without the knowledge, 
that I'm not walking alone, that there are men and women who have had shameful experiences with food and shameful um, feelings around food and the way people observe them and talked with them and acknowledge them. Without all that, I would be sort of like hanging in the wind. Um, but the curiosity is what I, I love about these paragraphs. And after becoming desperate, asking what to do and working with a sponsor over many, many years, and I have come to realize that there is a grace that we are given when we step over and say, I'm done. God, you do it. I can't. And that is amazing to me that this Thanksgiving was uh, a meal. It was an, an event. And for me, um, I suffered some emotional sadness because I'm, I'm grieving my husband's passing. Um, and so that was, that was hard. But it didn't lead me to food. It led me to talking, uh, to praying, to reaching out and um, sharing. So all of that to say, I am very grateful to be here. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. And I'm so sorry for your loss. Okay, Nancy P, you're up, followed by Anita J. Hi, uh, thank you for letting me share, Katie. Uh, good morning, everybody. And um, yeah, this is awesome. You know, why, do, why did I become so very ill from drinking? I wasn't, you know, in the end, I'm not really, I don't really care. I just, the point is, is that I did become very ill from my compulsive overeating. Um, and I've, you know, we've, re, I've recovered from this hopeless condition of mind and body. And here it is. It's a conditional statement. If you're an alcoholic who wants to get over it, you may already be asking, what, I, what do I have to do? Well, for the reason, for, from 1971 until 2017, the answer was, no, nah, I don't really want to get over it that bad. You know, I, maybe, you know, a little, I don't know, but not really. And finally, finally, I got off the elevator that only goes down, that is continuing to go down even as I speak. And I said, yes, I want to get better. What do I have to do? And at that point, you know, I called my friend, you know, again after, you know, I've known the woman for 40 years. And I called her again, crying and sobbing. You know, yes, I had been overwhelmed. Yes, food was my master. Nothing could, you know, describe the loneliness and despair I felt. All of that was true. But finally, finally, I wanted to get better. And I, I was like, what do I have to do? And I will say this about that statement. Every time I take a sponsee through it, which I've done over the past few days, I, I took a sponsee through that statement. I always say the same thing. I'm still on the edge of my seat. I'm as on fire today as I was. Actually, tomorrow will be three years that, since I um, surrendered. And, um, you know, I'm still... I'm still as eager to know and to continue to learn as I was on that day. I'm still as desperate to know, but today my desperation doesn't, isn't sitting on a swampy, disgusting, rotten bed. It's sitting on bedrock on a wonderful infrastructure, a cornerstone set in place. And luckily for, for me, I love this book so much. They know me so well, you know, to answer such questions specifically, because left to my own devices, I'm going to cut corners. I'm going to this, this cornerstone set in place that I have is going to be made of sand. It's going to be on a, you know, crummy, not bedrock. It's going to be built on a swamp, um, you know. And then it says we shall tell you what we have done, not what you have to do, just what we've done. And, you know, that shows me that, Nancy, your way doesn't work. 
all the ways that I tried, you know, don't eat sugar, eat sugar, weigh and measure, don't eat weigh and measure, you know, take a trip, don't take a trip, all those things. My own personal favorite was, you know, getting a bunch of sponsors. Um, today, I do it just like what it says in the book. And every single time, I find out exactly what I have to do. But when I first read that statement, I thought it reminded me of that day that I called my friend sobbing in my car, having just eaten a dozen donuts. Um, you know, I just stopped. And I, I never had to pick up food since that day. That wasn't the, the first of December, but um, that was the when I when I called, I just stopped. And then my surrender happened, you know, time, please directly. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much and have a great day. Thank you, Nancy. And congratulations tomorrow. Okay, Anita, excuse me, Anita J, you're up, followed by Lee. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, this is Anita J, recovered um, out in uh, the Boston area. You know, Bill W has my number. If you are an alcoholic who wants, who wants to get over it, who wants to get over it, and I, you know, I'm almost diddling Nancy. Um, I came in in 1978, and I would, my star would light up, and then it would go out. On and off, constantly relapsing. I didn't know it. I didn't understand any of it. But did I want to? You see, I had blinders on. I had uh, the brakes on. There was such fear in me to let go of the reins. You know what? That isn't an attitude. It isn't an attitude that is going to get me identifying in with my fellow treasures. You know, it isn't going to work. And so finally, in 19, the beginning of 1914, of 2014, everything finally fell away. Everything finally fell away. I stopped trying to identify out. I just wanted to get over it. And um, I finally asked, what do I have to do? No, no, um, I just want to try to impart the attitude that changed. Not, well, what do you think I have to do? You know, what do I have to do? Anything, anything. And, I, and you know what? My ears open, my eyes open, my heart open. And with an open heart and a willing mind, you can't fail. You cannot fail to get it. It's a. It was a. It was a gift lying there for me to get, and I never picked it up out of fear. Fear and faith. Remember that. Can't reside in the same body. I only got one body, so I want to thank you all because it really was true. This. Uh, this. This OA meeting, this healthy OA meeting, that I finally got it. And um, it was due to all of you, the ones that are still here and the ones that aren't here. And uh, with that, my friends, I pass. Starting with, you may already. And um, so if you have not shared in the last two days, who would like to share? Julie E.B. Julie E.B. Noreen. K. Maureen K. Maria S. 
Maria S. Gwen H. Gwen H. Yes. Okay. Dwight M. Dwight M. We could take Devorah one or two more. S. Devorah S. Okay, Devorah S. One more. Okay, we'll go with this group. We have Julie E. B., Maureen K., Maria S., Gwen H., Dwight M., and Devorah S. Go, go ahead, please, Julie E. B. Hi, this is Julie E.B., uh, gratefully recovered in Colorado Springs, and um, I'm just really uh, love this book. I'm, great. I'm glad uh, to be living um, in this program today, um, even though, you know, life doesn't really stop happening. And my favorite thing about this section is so many times it says, oh, here's the how and why, or... Here's the why. You may ask yourself why. Um, but in my experience, this book never really answers why. It, it keeps asking the why. keeps talking about the why to pull me further into the book because I'm obsessed with the why. I'm obsessed with the why in the past or why things might happen in the future or why other people think or act or life works the way it does. For me, that's part of my brainstorm. For me, it's part of my agnosticism um, that I think that by knowing I experience life, but it turns out that it's really about the how. And so it says, you know, you may <laughs> the why and how of it, how and why of it, but, but really what it goes on to tell me is how. And that's a simpler life because it takes me out of my brain and it, take, it puts me into action. And as I act, um, there's a great line from another 12-step program prayer that says, believing is also an action. And as I practice it, I develop faith. And that's what happened as I put down the food. That's what happened um, as I, I uh, stayed within my food, as I noticed which foods uh, increasingly um, noticed other things that might be causing me problems, and that's why I can live now for years in this program. Life isn't easy, but if I'm asking myself why, um, I could stay there all day long in the past. But now I just ask myself how to live, um, and I take the next steps, and each of you um, is there for me every step of the way. And so I'm just so grateful today as I head for another day of work um, in an over crowded hospital um, where everyone is at their wit's end. Um, I don't know the why of it. I just know the how of it. And that's that I can try and be helpful um, each moment that I can. Thanks for letting me share and pass. Thank you, Julie E.B. Okay, Maureen K., you're up, followed by Maria S. Maureen K., star one. Good morning. My name is Noreen Kay from I'm Florida. Thank you. That's okay. From Florida and New York. Thank you very much to the moderator. Uh, you sound very kind, and I thank you for that. And I thank for all the service that people do on these meetings. I, I really, my heart goes out to all of you. Uh, this paragraph spoke to me, hopeless condition of mind and body, and that is me. 
pot. To this day, I still go past the pantry and the refrigerator in my kitchen, and I give it a glance, but I keep on walking. And I thank that the reason I do that is because I have a terrific, strong sponsor. And when it says here in this reading, expert opinion to the contrary, that's where I get a lot of my um, advice and direction is from my sponsor. Um, what do I have to do? Uh, it says in this paragraph, I have to be present. I have to show up. I have to call my sponsor. I have to do service. I have to help another fellow and get out of myself. Um, my, I have so, so many blessings in my life. And to thank God and to do service and to help another fellow is what will keep me abstinent. <clears throat> and this hopeless condition of mind and body, uh, I think I'll always have it. It depends on how strong it is. And I think if I just put the blinders on and stay in the moment and do what is expected of me on a daily basis, I don't have time to go into the food or whatever. So with that, I pass. And I thank you so much, everybody. Have a good day. Thank you, Noreen. Okay, Maria S., you're up, followed by Gwen H. Good morning, Katie, and thanks for your service. My name is Maria F. is in Frank, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from County Dublin in Ireland. Yeah, I just felt compelled this morning to share in this paragraph because for a very long time, I was enmeshed in the why, you know, asking myself why I had this illness, why I couldn't eat normally, um, and most of all, why, why I couldn't manage something which was such so basic, you know, as food. Um, and I had a hundred million questions of why, um, wondering, you know, why my sister could eat anything she wanted and she didn't put on weight. Um, and she'd say things that were alien to me, like, you know, I'm full or I'm not hungry yet. And, and I could not understand that because when I started eating, I just wanted more and more food. And I just seemed to be hungry all the time. Um, and yeah, my delusional thinking would tell me, you know, it told me that if I could just find the reason why, that then I'd probably find a solution um, and that then I'd be fixed. And for, for me, being fixed meant that I'd be thin. And uh, and being thin, thin equated to, um, for me anyway, uh, to being a normal eater, that I thought that that measured up to being a normal eater, that then I'd be able to just start from that base and eat normally, you know. Um, and the truth is that I still don't know why. And even if I did know why, it wouldn't change anything today. Um, and, you know, it's by the grace of God that I'm recovered today from this hopeless condition of mind and body. Um, and that's a miracle because I thought I was doomed. I could not see a way out. And I felt like I was just in this dark tunnel and I couldn't see any light. Um, and it says here, you know, what do I have to do? Um, and asking myself this morning, you know, well, what did I have to do? I had to surrender. The first thing I had to do was I had to surrender. And I had to admit that I was powerless. Um, uh, yeah, and that took time, you know, just admitting and accepting that I was powerless. And I had, you know, nobody could convince me that I was powerless. I had to see that at my gut level, you know, and in my innermost self, I had to accept that I was powerless. Um, and then to take the action and to take it exactly as it's outlined in the book. I didn't get to make the rules or change it or, or, or you know, make it be different. You know, just follow it exactly like it's done. Um, because this book, it shows me how to get and to stay um, abstinent. Um, and I had to take the action to do something different because everything else I tried had failed. 
and it just kept me inside this maze going round and round and round um, and no way out. Um, and I had to pretend the knife and fork, you know, I had to pretend the food, pretend the pride because I came in just steeped in pride and put down the things that I thought I knew because I thought I knew everything. And my best thinking got me deeper and deeper into this illness. And yeah, page XII, it tells us, you know, that the main purpose of this book is to show others precisely, precisely how we have recovered. Um, and I had a choice when I came into OA, you know, I had a choice to either go on to the bitter end with this disease or to pick up the spiritual toolkit. Um, and was I afraid? I was absolutely terrified. Um, didn't know, didn't know what Thank lay ahead, you. but okay. Um, thank you. I'll just finish with the part of, you know, that um, you know, it says at these meetings, you know, it says welcome home. And that's exactly what I felt when I went through the steps, you know, that I'd come home. Because um, absence is only the beginning of the journey for me. The journey goes on and on. So thank you, Katie. Thank you, Maria F., as in Frank. And Gwen H., you're up, followed by Dwight M., Hi, this is Gwen H. in Minnesota, recovering compulsive overeater. And I really zeroed in on that one little sentence, what do I have to do? Uh, I've been working an OA program and trying to get uh, my surrender down. Uh, I've had 18 months of uh, abstinence followed by a nine-month relapse, followed by seven months of abstinence, followed by a three-day relapse, followed by uh, five days of not knowing that there was sugar in salt. Uh, And I started over yesterday, and at the end of the day last night, I had extra uh, protein with my snacks before bedtime. So I'm starting over yet again. So this question really hits home for me. What do I have to do? In my morning meditation, uh, I got an answer from my higher power that I need to look at those who have got down to business and stop fooling around with with their food and that I am on the threshold and I just need to step out in faith for the gift that it's not earned, but given. I've heard so many people say that, you know, when they got recovered, that uh, what gift it is, what gift it is. And to my knowledge, gifts aren't earned, but they are given, freely given. Um, And my part for that gift is to maintain my abstinence and to work the steps to the best of my ability which I am willing to do again. This will be uh, the third time working the steps uh, to do the big book. And I'm hoping that I will be following, you know, those before me and with an open mind and open heart and with the willingness that I have struggled apparently to have. Um, And I'm just really thankful to have this resource to find uh, answers and help um, on this line. And I'm just very grateful for each and every one of you. I really learn so much when everyone else shares their answers. 
and especially, you know, people who are newcomers, I really learn a whole lot from newcomers. Please keep sharing, and I'll pass. Thank you so much, Gwen. Okay, Dwight M., you're up, followed by Deborah M. Hi, good morning. Thank you, moderator, for your service, and uh, thank you for everybody else that's shared so far this morning. Grateful for you reminding me I'm not alone in this and that I can't recover alone. Uh, my name is Dwight M. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Springfield, Ohio. Uh, grateful to be on the line and part of what I think we do when it's asking what do we have to do and it's telling us what, what we've done is to uh, do action, do service, even if it's just sharing on the line. So I'm working to try and do service by sharing and knowing that that's a piece of uh, the 12th step and trying to, to recover and, and be abstinent. I like the line that uh, several folks have already mentioned that we have recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body. And um, my understanding is, is that we have a, a mental obsession and a physical allergy. Uh, that's what I read in the first part of the, the book when it's talking about our first step. And that definitely is true with me. I, um, I can't stop from starting. And once I start compulsively eating, I, I can't stop. And I can't stop from starting, so that means I have mind and body problems. And uh, so I'm grateful that we have a program that, that tells us what to do, tells us the 12 steps, and tells us the program that leads to a spiritual awakening. And I believe I've had that spiritual awakening, and that, that's helped keep me abstinent for a period of time, a few 24 hours in a row. I'm not guaranteed anything other than today, and I know that if I maintain a fit spiritual condition, it says we have a daily reprieve. And uh, I'm grateful for that and hoping for a daily reprieve today to surrender to my higher power and, and just know that uh, it's possible. It's possible to recover. Uh, it's possible to put the food down. It's possible to remain abstinent with uh, God's help. I call my higher power God. And it's it's possible to, to remain abstinent through working the 12 steps. And I'm I'm grateful that so far today I've had an abstinent meal and look forward to some abstinent meals later today. That's a privilege to share, and I, I thank you for your time. Take care. I'll pass. Thank you, Dwight. Okay, Deborah S., you're up. Excuse me, what are we on? More. We're on page 20, the first two paragraphs. Thank you. Go ahead, Deborah. Deborah, star one. Okay, um, we have time for a couple more shares. Who would like to share on the first two paragraphs on page um, 20? Linda D. Brenda D. Linda D. Linda, Linda D, yeah. Okay. Sheer F. And Sheer F. Okay, go ahead, Linda. Morning, everybody. It's Linda D. in Connecticut. I um. I stumbled here to the meeting this morning because I woke up confused. And uh, I grabbed for this meeting and dialed the wrong number. I know this number as well as anything. Because I'm a human being, but darn, I've recovered for today, up to today. I've been here quite a while. I'll tell you what kept me from, I, I do know why I'm recovered. It's God. 
And that's saying a lot because when I came in, here was the stumbling block. I was willing to do all the stuff my sponsor said. And I did do it. All the detail stuff, the calling of the food and all of that. Here was the stumbling block. I was positive that God was not real. I knew better and I had a lot of opinion and experience. I tried many things. I was wrong. And just by coincidence, I happened to overhear someone I have no idea who say, you can ask God, show me that you're real beyond a shadow of a doubt. And I thought, can you do that? That's so rude. I didn't think it was real, but it was rude. As stupid as that was, I went, I better try that because I was terrified. Terror is a real asset. And don't, don't you know, the, the amazing thing is by doing all the simple things through the steps, this force showed up. Not in a form I recognized at first, but this force is real, is loving, and is intelligent. I am still to be a part of this program. I can't. Thank you, Linda. Okay, um, Deborah, are you back? Deborah S. Okay, then um, share. It's your turn. Hi. Good morning. Hi, Deborah um, S. Oh. Oh, Deborah. Okay, sorry, Cher, but Deborah was supposed to be. Up. That's fine. Oh, okay. okay. Thank, Thank you. Go ahead, Deborah. Thank you. Yes. Um. Hi. Good morning, everybody. Um. I'm new to the program, A Vision for You. Uh, I started OA about 30 years ago, and um, and then I had uh, uh, there were just people talking about diets, etc. Nothing really about the steps. 35 years ago, and then I went to Gray Sheets. I went to see how up and down, in and out of relapsing, um, all over the place, and. Um, uh, then I started a vision for you uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I'm working with my sponsor. She wants me to share at every meeting and um, go on meetings and the podcast and uh, having a, a moderate food plan. I have a very healthy food plan that I'm very grateful for um, that I've discovered from another member of a vision for you who told me about this. And... Um, I'm just very grateful, and uh, I really, I, I just adore, and I'm just amazed, and um, at the at the loving, loving people here in this program, um, I just get a myriad, of, uh, just uh, just slammed with um, calls and blessings, and um, how can I help you, and um, etc. If you need anything, call me. Da 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 on and on, and uh, my texts were just going <laughs> crazy, and, um, you know, so I have a food plan, but um, I think sometimes about a particular food, and I have to discuss it with my sponsor, I'm not binging on it or anything like that, I have four days of abstinence, thank goodness, and um, I'm not binging on it, but I do think about it, and I have one, I've been having like one a day of a certain type of food, um, of a um, grain, and uh, 
I have to, I need to, like I said, talk to my sponsor about it. And uh, But that's about it. I, I listened to a podcast last night, and it was wonderful. And uh, I'm doing the best I can, and I'm trying really, really hard. I'm doing it. And uh, I want to have that daily reprieve. I want to have that spiritual awakening that everyone talks about, the personality transformation. Um, I really want to obtain that. And uh, through doing the steps, um, as a result of doing the steps, we have that spiritual uh, awakening. And um, uh, I really want to accomplish that. So thanks for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Devorah. And Cher, I hope you can stay on for the second hour. Okay, and so thank you to everyone who shared. Thank you for Team Monday for the month of November. And please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Monday, November 30th, 7 a.m. meeting is 15,882. That's 15882. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Penny C. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Penny, star one. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm Penny C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from the Boston area. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you 